0: Beers come in all sizes, that's a fact, it's true All the colors of the rainbow, from red stripe to blue The names are different, their ABVs don't match Some like to give and others to snatch One might say chug and others say down the hatch Because beers come in all sizes and lift you up when you're blue You can count on beer, it can count on you It's true, it's true, because beer comes in all sizes Hops Welcome to the 172nd episode of Hops in Box Office Flops, the final entry in our Hops in Star-Powered Flops series, where we examine star vehicles where the wheels just fell off. Tonight, we are DTS, that's right, we are down to smooch with Death to Smoochie. I'm your friend, Captain Cash, and with me is the Sheldon Mopes of the pod if he never managed to control his anger issues, the Thunderous Wizard. Just call me Mr. Jiggle Daddy. <laughs> He's a cock and balls. And with him is Chumpzilla, fresh from sleeping with Miss Noodles from Sesame Street. It's a rocket ship. Uh, uh, sadly, the buggy ding-dong of the pod, Mayor McCheese, couldn't make it. He's too busy riding a horse, but hopefully he'll be back soon. Uh, as a reminder, you can find the pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hops and B-O-Flops. Be sure to leave us a like, share us on uh any of your social media uh, and tell us what you'd like to hear us do next. Now, before we jump into a film that I still think is not that bad, Death to Smoochie, um, we want to get into the beer. For tonight, we're going to be drinking Victory's Brotherly Love. This is a hazy IPA with a 6.0 ABV, so not exactly my move, but let's have a taste and see how we feel. Eh, I mean, it's fine. Have
1: you guys ever had this? I haven't. Uh, what did I do? I did Summer of Love, uh, Victory, uh, Pale Ale for what movie was it? I don't remember, but I liked that one. I do like some of their beers.
2: Was <laughs> it the monkey beer?
1: Whatever.
0: It was for Prey. Uh, yeah. uh, I was going to do Golden Monkey, but I'm pretty sure we had done it before. and Yeah, we did do that. I don't, I don't...
1: And that might have been for Ed. Or for something else, but I did not like Golden
0: Monkey. So, I, I like Golden Monkey. This one, I don't know. So, we always do a movie rating on the beers. How many bad movies would I sit through to drink this beer if you were to give me it? Honestly, one, because it's free beer, and I'm not going to turn that down. But I don't know. Victory, maybe not. Maybe not your strongest outing, but that's all right. You won't be selling it your it at your ice show. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I, listen. Not the strongest outing for anybody here. Robin Williams, Victory, Danny DeVito, Ed Norton, Catherine Keener. Just not great for anybody. Yeah. Well, so let's jump into the movie. Uh, Death to Smoochie was directed by Danny the Human Tripod DeVito uh, and also has a starring role as one of the film's villains, which you're going to hear me say as one of the film's villains a lot, which I think is one of the problems with this movie, but... This was a vehicle for the supernova that is Robin Williams as the villain protagonist, Rainbow Randolph. Uh, also stars Ed Norton as the titular Smoochie in Death of Smoochie as Smoochie the Rhino, also a.k.a. Sheldon Mopes. Uh, Norton was on a tear during this time of his career, going from Rounders to American History X to Fight Club to kind of a slump of which Smoochie was not the first, but certainly the nadir of. Um, Catherine Keener has the female lead as Nora Wells, TV producer and love interest for, well, a number of the characters, but more on that later. John Stewart of The Daily Show has a minor role as an antagonist. Like everybody's kind of a bad guy here. Uh, and rounding out those bad guys is Harvey Firestein uh, as Merv Green, the corrupt leader of the parade, the Parade of Hope charity. Um, There are a number of appearances by character actors that you would almost certainly recognize. And I could spend the next, you know, 20 minutes of the show going, and hey, this guy. Uh, But failing that, watch the movie and enjoy the hey, that guy aspect of this film.
1: Yeah, Merv Green, a.k.a. Brett Favre, (laughs) stealing from his children's charity uh, for corrupt means.
0: I'm just going to take a little off the top to put it toward my daughter's volleyball. It's going to be great.
2: Mm-hmm. And uh, Crocs. Oh, Lots man. of Crocs. From I'm going to corner the
0: market on Crocs. Mm-hmm. You watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's the cast. It, hearing that out loud, you would think this movie really should have been successful. And it really was not.
2: Lots of funny uh, people. Lots of funny people An established Hollywood Lots of yep.
0: Yeah, Death of Smooshy opened on March 29th in 2002 and cost a reported 50 million and only took home a dismal 8.3 million. So, not not a great return on investment. It clocks in at 109 minutes, which I mean feels like I. It, I don't want to say it feels long because I don't know that it feels long, but it also doesn't move the like third act yeah just kind yeah. of the wheels it gets i'm not gonna say the wheels fall down like it's bogged down
2: yeah
1: yeah it, it kind of drags a little ass there towards the end and it really gets confused on what the hell it wants to do but at yeah. 50 million it feels like this movie was skimming from some sort of charity till because i don't know <laughs> yeah. where that money went <laughs>
0: Yeah, this was it. Definitely feels like a producer's style. Somebody made money somewhere with some kind of shady accounting on this.
2: And I'm just going to get this out of the way now. The thing that really struck me about this film is how little screen time Robin Williams and Ed Norton share. They're arguably the two biggest stars in the movie, right? And I mean, they are the leads. Yeah. Right. And they're like, hey, it's you think those two are going to carry the film. And and Norton's clearly the main character of the movie. His his yep. character is the main character, and Robin Williams is the biggest name in the movie. Yet they don't really interact all that much, and when they do, it's pretty underwhelming.
0: Oh, like, I don't know. The rocket ship scene is pretty spectacular, but it's, it's not a, from their interaction. In fairness,
2: right? I mean, it's it's a setup. Uh, between the two characters but again it's not the two of them riffing it's like wow i thought this was going to be you know robin williams edward norton movie and it, it is but it isn't
1: yeah they're there and their longest scene together is literally like what is ostensibly like just like a little funny bit before the credits that lasts way too long where you're just watching ice skating stunt doubles do tricks and then them on wires so it
0: it is so obviously not them <laughs> it's kind of it's really like you, it wasn't to the point where they could cgi somebody's face on it like it is like close up shot ed norton long distance shot ice skating tricks close up shot robin williams long distance shot ice skating tricks it's like oh guys come on danny i know you're better than this but anyway well Uh, IMDB calls this movie A kids show host, Rainbow Randolph Is fired in disgrace While his replacement, Sheldon Mopes A.K.A. Smoochie the Rhino Finds himself a rising star Unfortunately for Sheldon The business of kids television Isn't all child's play Which, good tagline I like that But, Chumzill, I'll give it to you Describe this film in one sentence Though IMDB did get two So I'll let it slide
2: uh, I think you could probably sum this movie up as Barney's true Hollywood story.
0: <laughs> Barney behind the music.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, Thunderous Wizard, what do you got? Uh, Death to Smooch is
1: sort of what if Pee Wee Herman, instead of being arrested for uh doing something naughty at a smut house, uh, was uh bribing desperate parents to get their children on his show. And after being fired, decided he was
0: going to murder the big purple dinosaur that took his job. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I feel like that is definitely sort of the setup they give. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I saw this as a naive newcomer comes to the big apple to try to make it bizin- big in show business, only to have to compromise his morals. Or does he? You, it- you want to be a star, don't you? <laughs> you want to be a star, put on the rhino suit. <laughs> All right, so let's talk plot. Um, kind of as we mentioned in the IMDb uh, one-liner, the popular children's entertainer Robin Williams, Rainbow Randolph, is caught in an FBI sting accepting bribes to get kids on his show. Which that's not illegal. I mean, it's a it...
2: super weak inciting incident. I'm like, wait, what? Like, like I was he... expecting drugs or something, and that was a that seems like a civil matter.
0: It's one of those things where they have to make him do something bad so that he gets fired. But eventually, because it's Robin Williams, he's got to come back and be the good guy. So it can't be that like he can't be stealing from sick children. It's got to be something we can later forgive. But it it did feel really weird where I'm like, the FBI is investing time in this because... All right. Well, yeah. anyway, yeah, it's just
1: part of the movie's many confusing. Like, this is a black comedy, right? It's dark, stylistic, sure. it's, it's bleak, but like the characters for the most part, none of them seem like real people at all, and that's my big problem with the movie. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I'll I'll save my my general comments for later. But yeah,
1: again, this was a really
2: weak setup for the movie. It it, it confused me right off the bat, but I get it though. <laughs> to its defense, I understand. Because you're right, Captain Cash. You can't have Robin Williams' character do anything too bad to kids because then to be irredeemable, you got to have something where you can bring him back because the whole movie basically rests on him coming back at the end.
0: Yeah. I mean, it do- it's helpful in that it sets up a hey, does this seem dumb? That's the movie you're in. So get on board or don't mm-hmm. in the first five minutes. So that's helpful, I guess. Yeah. Um, but because of this corruption scandal, the network demands that they find a replacement for Rainbow Randolph that is, quote, squeaky fucking clean. Uh, so that leads John Stewart and Kathy well, Keeney's no, no,
2: Hold on. I'm going to stop right here. I am going to complain because I like how they set this up. Like, oh, we've got to distance ourselves from this PR disaster, right? We need to get a new children's host personality. Mm-hmm. But this time, they have to be squeaky clean, like... No shit, it's a kids' show. Like, well, that's part of the conceit
1: of the movie is that all these guys are weirdos who are damaged in some way. Why else would they be doing this? Like, they're kind of freakos.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure you can find Blippi's dick on the internet. So, I'm...
1: oh, he definitely poops on one. I mean, of his like friends. Th- this movie has some things to say that are not exactly
0: wrong. Like, yeah, there was one who we do not besmirch, and his name was Fred Rogers. And that's kind of it.
2: Yeah, I mean, and I think that's fair. I I guess my point is what we see Robin Williams do is not that terrible. They don't really give us examples of what they're trying to avoid other than, like, oh, we can't have another unscrupulous character like Robin Williams out there trying to make a
0: buck. But they do eventually find him in the too-good-to-be-true, maybe, Smoochie the Rhino, a.k.a. Sheldon Mopes.
2: Right, to to your point he's set up in that fashion but spoilers the other shoot never really drops there he never ends up having a skin suit in his closet or anything
0: no which it's kind of nice because he is he does seem to be as pure hearted and good as he purports himself to be Mm -hmm. um but that obviously causes him to butt heads with everybody else in the industry who like you can imagine is just trying to sell toys and sugary cereal and shit like that um but because Smoochie becomes wildly popular, I think in part to Sheldon's genuineness, if that's a word, uh, he's able to like renegotiate his, his contract with the, the network uh, with the help of Danny DeVito's Bennett. Uh, and he's got now complete control. But Bennett is really only in it because he's in bed with a corrupt charity trying to exploit the rhino for an ice show. And if this sounds convoluted, there's still a couple other characters. Yeah, and this ice show
2: is really important. It turns out
0: super important. Uh, again, but listen, like anytime I, Harvey Firestein shows up, I'm here yeah. for it. I like the
1: ice show thing because it is it is a very meta commentary on the fact that for some unknown reason, every stupid thing gets an ice show. Everything gets Disney an
0: ice on show. Ice. I don't know how the trend started, but maybe that would have been a better use of the, our time to like do do a little research. Why are ice shows a thing?
2: Is there a Cats on Ice?
0: I'm sure there was. There, I guarantee you there was a Cats on Ice. FYI, Blippi is
1: 100% Rainbow Randolph. Blippi had a tour <laughs> in which he didn't appear at any of the shows because it was too taxing for him. And then he would have a fake version of himself sign autographs for kids. Oh, and now there is a pissed. and now there is a fake blippy so he is like Mr. fuck it capitalism buy my dolls
0: <laughs> you know sometimes blippy is more than a man blippy is blippy is an idea that's, that's what makes him so powerful
1: blippy is the white knight that gotham needs
0: <laughs> uh, getting back to dexter Smoochie in the course of becoming popular sheldon befriends the irish mob uh, when he gives their leader, Tommy Cotter's cousin, the ex-pro boxer, boxer Spinner, a role on the show, which uh, Spinner is a highlight. I'm sorry. he He's genuinely pretty funny every time. Uh, I, I,
1: yeah, he's kind of offensive. And by kind mean, of, I mean, like, yeah. very.
2: <laughs> and also the whole Irish mob thing, 100% unnecessary. Just why?
0: Well, uh, I think because why? you need someone to stand up for Sheldon and do his dirty work without I, th- it that's becoming what him.
2: Danny DeVito is for. Like this is this is like the most unnecessary. Like the movie just takes like a huge left turn here and rolls with it for the rest of the film. It's like, wait, why are these guys here again? What why do we care what they're doing? Because you, you got two opposing sets of gangsters. And the villainous ones are never really explained. But we spend a lot of time with the Irish mob. All right, whatever.
0: It's fun to hang out with the Irish. What can I say? Ah, sure. But in any case, because of Smoochie's meteoric rise to popularity, Rainbow Randolph then fixates on him, Sheldon, as the author of everything that's gone wrong in Randolph's life, rather than it, you know, being obviously Randolph himself that is the problem. So he hatches these continually more and more harebrained schemes to try to get Sheldon fired, including where he bakes, I guess, a bunch of cookies that are shaped like a cock and balls, which maybe the best part of the movie is listening to Robin Williams rattle off as many names as he can think of for a penis.
2: It's impressive.
0: It's pretty funny. Um, and
2: i imagine there's a good segment of the viewing population that had not seen robin williams stand up <laughs> and were probably pretty shocked to see more just just lay into the blue material there
0: <laughs> well by this point the he was genie from aladdin the genie has yeah, does... blue material of course he's blue He <laughs> <It> was <laughs> what? kidsy robin williams
1: <laughs> jumanji uh yeah. aladdin, this is doubtfire this is doubtfire yeah yeah
0: This
2: is family-friendly Ice Cube, not fuck the police. Ice. Yeah, he'd
1: been pretty far (laughs) removed from that stuff, and then of course, like following this, he gets back into more mature stuff, like he does insomnia. Yeah, one-hour photo photo was right before this,
0: I think. Yeah, very cool. Well, uh, so he finally Rainbow Randolph comes up with a a successful ploy when he tricks Sheldon to attend and play at a neo-Nazi rally.
2: Wow. Just,
0: I mean they go they, wow. full swastika everything. It's kind of like oh they, they go yeah. hard. They go it,
2: street Trump rally on
0: him. <laughs> hail smoochie. <laughs> which,
2: yeah.
0: Which again, pretty funny when he does the Hail Smoochie, Uh but as a result, Sheldon is then branded a racist, loses his job, thanks cancel culture.
2: <laughs> right, I mean, this this is might be the original cancel culture
0: movie. Cancel Smoochie. Yeah. Uh, Randolph then meets up with Nora, but lets it slip that he was the one that actually arranged all this. So Nora lets the Irish mob know. The Irish mob does he? Yeah, I, I, yeah. No, he I basically mean, tells. He, tells I, it. I
2: know, I know, but it's just like that. That would seem like such a, uh, and the plot requires this. Like,
0: well, I'm. Robin Williams is playing pretty unhinged the entire time. There's, so, I mean, yeah, he's, he's yeah.
2: Robin Williams. Yeah. He even I admits mean, it later, it which is really pretty weird. funny.
0: Yeah,
1: where he's like, am I all right? I don't know. I'm pretty fucked up, but... <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: it's kind of hard to judge.
2: That's that's one of the better jokes in the movie, frankly. I but yeah, so. I, just, I, I just... The way that one happened, I'm like, oh, wow, that was easy. That was... He just... Well, wow. okay, well, I mean, the movie's not that much... It doesn't have that much time left, so I, I guess you know this is gonna keep going. So
0: yeah, that's how it happens. Uh, okay. And the Irish mob strong arms a confession out of Rainbow Randolph. So Smoochie mm-hmm. gets his job back and comes in draped in the American flag. And I can't help but think, huh, what a simpler time it was <laughs> seeing that. And then Rainbow Randolph is subsequently like dubbed the worst human in America, which I mean, fair kinda. Of. So those, I mean, yeah, you can't be wrong, though. As Ra- Randolph spirals, Nora and Sheldon begin a relationship. Uh, Sheldon tells Burke, he, Dan- the Danny DeVito character, that he is going to do the i show, but without the corrupt charities, which then gets pressure on Burke and Jon Stewart's character to conspire to kill Smoochie to replace him with someone who will play ball with. The organized crime—that's not the mob. The, the children's charity mob, I guess. Yep. I don't know.
2: Yep, it, it, no, this is that third act we're talking about, where everything just starts to kind of.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, the plan backfires, uh, and the hitmen accidentally kill Spinner, mistaking the character he plays, Moochie the Rhino, for Smoochie the Rhino. Uh,
1: Sheldon, my nutsitch so... in this costume. <laughs>
0: It's. I'm sorry. It's funny. Like they, they never like the the friendship between Sheldon and, and Spinner is genuinely really nice. I thought
1: is Spinner supposed to be like Rocky from Rocky Five? Essentially, is that what that is? Yes, is that I think so. Doing?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is that wrong?
1: Is that bad? I mean, uh, it's, he, yeah, they take it up a few too many they, notches, but
2: they they yeah. they, they play what's effectively human suffering for laughs
1: a little i mean they do that multiple times considering robin williams is going to light himself on fire in times square and
0: is stopped by a child which okay. i can't
2: now when you when you said earlier captain cash this was dark humor in a black comedy that was just straight dark
0: yeah we just did <laughs> it wasn't it's
2: yeah like, the movie the movie just takes a pause to do a little Little Full Metal Jacket action. Oddly, though, it's like Damn. one of
1: the only scenes that speaks, like, well about how fleeting and ridiculous fame is, because as soon yep. as Smoochie shows up, they're like, oh, this forget this guy. Let him burn. Like We're all going to go say hi to Smoochie now.
0: the movie's pretty dark and heavy. I'm not going to lie to you. This might have um, been
2: cathartic for Robin Williams, let's be honest. Maybe oh, I'm sure. There's some demons
0: here. Yeah. Um, but because of the death of her cousin, tommy cotter retaliates by killing Hardy firestein's character uh, and several of his men which is told in sort of an off-screen way kind of yeah it, it feels like it comes out it's not that it comes out of nowhere it's just kind of like an afterthought a little bit yeah.
1: yeah and yet then they still decide they have to kill sheldon even though yeah now so the then after, gone?
0: I, yeah after that doesn't work Burke and Stokes, the DeVito and John Stewart character, decide to hire a former kids host, Buggy Ding Dong, who is riding the H train, which is calling back to how Smoochie used to play at the Methadone clinic, I guess.
2: And it would have been funnier if they'd somehow been connected from earlier in the film,
0: but but it's not.
2: <laughs> it's just, oh it's the weird guy from Ghost. Cool.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Buggy is going to assassinate Smoochie at the ice show. Uh, Randolph ultimately intervenes because, uh, because
2: he, heroin addicts, famously very responsible, very <laughs> very uh, you know uh, detailed attention to detail uh, people. Yes, smack addicts. Oh, yes, I, I think I glossed over the, reliable.
0: I glossed over the fact that Randolph confronted Mopes and Nora in their apartment at gunpoint. Uh, only to reveal that Nora has had multiple affairs <laughs> with all of the kids net hosts, and that she's, she's a groupie, she's yeah. a groupie, which also kind of funny, but also maybe kind of gross. The, I don't know
2: it, the way it's, uh, it's played very misogynistically. Yeah,
1: so best part about Buggy Ding Dong, who else has he uh, worked with Danny DeVito as to uh, murder
0: innocent people? Was he in the penguin? He he's was the, part of the he, Penguins he, gang.
1: He's the organ grinder. There it is. <laughs> yeah.
0: Gotta love it. Uh, but ultimately, as part of this confrontation, Rainbow Randolph is able to let go of his rage at Sheldon. And then comes to their rescue when he learns that uh, Buggy Ding Dong is out to shoot Smoochie with a sniper rifle. Okay. This on, scene, this at the ice, ice the, show.
1: <laughs> one, the Batman stole the entire ending of this movie. Two... Yes uh i love this scene simply because buggy ding dong gets a pretzel to like sustain himself but because it's unsalted it's so dry it puts him to sleep (laughs) and (laughs) since and since mayor mccheese was referred to as buggy ding dong that's exactly what would happen if he got an unsalted pretzel (laughs) Uh, uh,
0: Mopes ultimately realized that it was Burke and Stokes that set him up which I just like I, I know we're all all the way done with the plot it drives me nuts that you have a character named Mopes and a character named Stokes could have called Jon Stewart's character anything yeah I get you need a, yeah. a, a hapless dipshit name for for the the smoochy character so that he actually sounds like you know some kind of goofy kids show person but still Ah, it's a little me. close.
1: Now, speaking of Batman movies that stole plot points from this movie, Harvey Dent pointing the gun at the mental patient, "You can't do this. You can't be seen." And what happens? Sheldon mopes. He's he's had it, man. He's gonna crack. He's gonna shoot Devito. Like you can't do this. You're better than this.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: A lot of <laughs> a lot of Batman just stealing cool.
0: straight from Yeah.
1: The Yeah. Yeah.
2: Wow. The I, I, Irish uh,
0: mob. No. Let me do it. This isn't you. This is me. And like, and you it's only in a deleted scene that they they actually killed Any DeVito and uh and the the Jon Stewart character. But the movie ultimately ends then uh with Smoochie back on the air and now Rainbow Randolph is together and they're doing a nice show and then the movie sort of ends everybody i I don't know if we learned anything or if we're better for it but yeah we had some laughs right i
1: I think the theme of the movie is even if you're in desperate need of therapy have threatened to light yourself on fire in public everything will be okay if you just get famous again (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah well, anyway, uh, so how many beers do you need to enjoy this movie? One to six. One being don't need much beer to enjoy the movie or six, meaning you need a lot of beer to enjoy the movie Thunderous Wizard.
1: I hate to do this because I know you like this. And our buddy Bling Blake was already on our Twitter talking about how he'll fight for this movie to the death. This is three pain beers and one enjoyment beer. Robin Williams is a four. one of the funniest uh uh, performers we've ever had and for a movie with him to be that to be this unfunny and he's in a lot of bad movies to be fair it's a crime what this movie does well it does really well like the whole ice show at the end with the the tribute to moochie it, it's like so wildly absurd it's great there's just not enough of that
0: yeah okay uh jumpzilla how many
2: I'm going to agree with the thunderous wizard here. I'm going to give it four, four
0: and four, four wow. total of
2: beers, but I'll split mine two and two. Okay. Um, two enjoyment, two pain. Yeah, I think uh, T-Debs hits on it. The movie, it's framed as a dark comedy, but I think the tone beyond that is really uneven. It bounces between melodrama and slapstick. Um, there's a lot of, I mean, the movie to me feels like it's all B-plots because everything kind of happens all at the same time none of the narratives really get a ton of focus they overlap a lot and yeah what is the ultimate message of the movie like you know what's the when it ends it's like okay so wait a minute was that all set up is that the setup is that they they just work together in the end like was that was that the message they were setting up i don't know and then, yeah there's a lot of stuff about you know the industry and people being cynical and you know, sticking to your guns a little bit, yada yada yada. But is that really the message of the movie? I don't. I don't know. I
0: don't it does know. feel a little muddled. I <laughs> I I can't call this a four beer movie. For like, it's not two hours. It it does feel a little long. I do feel like you probably could have shaved ten minutes off of this and made a ninety minute movie and <laughs> called it a day. But I I think this is a two beer movie. Yeah. Now some of it's pain. But, but, you know, I, I, it Williams gives a great performance. And when they let him off the leash, whether that's just him going nuts, uh, talking about how the cookie is shaped like a dick or, you know, the, the complete opposite of that. The, he is about to commit suicide by emulating himself in Times Square. Both of those. He does a great job where you're like, oh, Wow like, way to show range, Robin Williams. But I do agree with you, uh, Chumzilla, that there isn't a cohesive oh, this is the story. Here's our good guys, here's our bad guys. Here's what they need to overcome. It it is a lot of like, oh, and there's a romantic subplot. Oh, and we're gonna bring back this guy, and uh, I show, and... And this gang. And that gang. (laughs) Yeah so yeah. i i do sense that it is a little unfocused like they had they had an idea for like four or five scenes and then built a a movie around that without actually connecting it in a meaningful way
1: it almost feels so. like john Stewart's character well danny devito's character only exists because john Stewart had to go somewhere because he like disappears for 45 to 50 minutes. And then all of a sudden he's right. back and they work together. Those could have been and, the
2: same characters.
1: They're the same character. Like They're both yeah, and working they could with have been. the same yeah. mobsters. So <laughs> why are they both here?
0: Yeah. No, that's a, a, an excellent observation. I think. Um, well, let's take a quick break. We're going to hear from our friends at the Double Turn Podcast. Who I feel like could get behind Smoochie as a Lucha Libre. I think it could work. Uh, but let's hear from them. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Boss Ross.
1: And I'm the J-Man, and we're the Double Turn Podcast.
2: Every Friday, we bring you the best in pro wrestling talk.
1: Whether it's previews and reviews on pay-per-view events, discussing the hottest topics in pro wrestling, or bringing you a look back to some of the best matches and moments in history.
2: We have it all for you. So check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the Anchor app.
1: And you can also give us a follow on Instagram at the Double Turn Podcast.
0: And we will catch you on the flip side. And welcome back to Hops and Box Office Flops. We are on our 172nd episode talking death to Smoochie. Uh, We've covered the plot. We've talked about about the the financials. Let's talk now, why do we think this movie flop? Did it deserve to flop? What could have fixed it? chumpzilla how do you fix this movie
2: um yeah i agree with your earlier comment i think you got to tighten it up and uh get it down to 90 minutes and when you do that you've also got to punch up the jokes uh dark humor or, or otherwise because i think you're right when robin williams is doing his thing that's the best parts of the movie they need more of that they got to punch up the humor and make this more of a laugh a minute type of thing and not the somewhat semi-serious uh, melodrama that it turns into at times.
0: I kind of agree. Even if it's not laugh a minute, you at least need it needs to be joke more joke dense. Yes, it's okay. Yeah. If, yeah, it's okay if not all of them hit, but if not all of them hit, you need to give me like one every five seconds.
2: Well, you know, I think there's I think there's two big uh, gags that they really lack in this movie one is they needed to do like a montage of interviewing hosts that all bomb you know a, 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 a tons of other movies where they, they they need that gag and you get the that like that highlight reel of all these awful auditions
1: other that possible jokes. that's not a bad call yeah, too.
0: because and, and they you could they have they tons of cameos
2: like... there you could use tons of cameos there for laughs Right, and yeah. you can
1: have Robin Williams recycled his little bit from Mrs. Doubtfire, where he's the one calling, and just he's different weird characters, and every time they're like, "God damn it, Randolph!"
2: God, you, it's <laughs> him again, security. Yeah, that that would have been a good gag. You could have got that's a two for there because you can get more Robin Williams that way. Um, yeah, I, I love that. T Dubs, seriously.
1: Uh, my like, big thing is, uh, yeah, it's. I think there's got to be a ton of marketing confusion with this movie, because when you look at it, it sort of looks like it's this kid friendly enterprise because it is about kids TV hosts. Uh, And they sort of marketed it a little bit that way. Like it'd be more goofy fun. And then this movie is just bleak as fuck. So who's it for? I don't really know. As you guys said, it's not nearly joke dense enough. Like everything with Williams, like he's always, he gets the assignment And I guess to a degree, so does Edward Norton. But his character is so painfully boring. Like, for him to carry the whole movie, there's just nothing funny happening for the most part with him, except for the songs, which they don't give him enough of. So, Right. I
2: think you make a really good point there. Edward Norton is taking this way too serious.
0: Well, that's the thing I think is funny. Like, if you look at Norton's character, right, he's meant to be this kind of super hippie whatever. And in, you know, 2002, I think he was, but now he's like, yeah, we're going to have, you know, I'm going to get you on gluten-free buns and you're going to have a soy hot dog. And, you know, in the year of our Lord 20 and 22, I'm like, yeah, I mean, whatever. That joke doesn't hit the same. It was probably yeah.
2: funnier in the early aughts, but they just needed more, they needed more oomph behind his jokes because he, he takes the role super serious. He is that milk toast knock off Mr. Rogers they almost needed to make him that that character funnier either just by the way they wrote it to make him like more of a parody of Mr. Rogers or Edward Norton just had to be he, he had to you know work some more humor into the gags but you know it, it's just again it's a weird the movie's totally weird because Robin Williams plays like a psychotic slapstick guy the gangsters seem like they're out of a cartoon but Edward yeah. Norton is really just you know kind of a hippie dippy new age moron.
0: Yeah. I mean, one of the questions I wanted to ask would have been, to Thunderous Wizards' point, what's the best song that Smoochie the Rhino does? But as funny as I mean, we only get like four, right? And really the funniest one is my stepdad's not mean he's just adjusting, <laughs> which they like, they Thunderous Wizards is right. We needed three or four more of those where you went wow, that's wildly inappropriate, but perhaps a useful message for children. Yeah,
1: like, I think if you if you fill every scene where he's doing his show with some ridiculous, like, this is such great advice, but really it's like, holy shit, man, what's wrong with is you? Is that
0: appropriate for children? God yeah. damn.
1: Because that is, that's the best song. It's just like, it comes out of nowhere. It's like,
2: oh shit. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know what movie we've done that does the kids show gags better? UHF? UHF. And it's because every one of those scenes is a gag. It is. There is a joke in every one of those Stanley Spakowski's playhouse scenes.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Well, I mean, uh, the, the last question I really have is, of the kids show hosts that are out there, which one do you think was most corrupt?
1: Ooh, like, uh,
0: that's tough. I mean, there's going to some I'm not...
1: real dirt on some of these guys.
0: Yeah. I'm not saying like you know, pete we've already mentioned pee-wee. I,
1: yeah, uh, I, I love uh, you know, public Rubens, theater, so
0: not ideal. I, I won't uh, I won't
1: slander the good name of Paul Rubens. I think Pee-wee's yeah, Big Adventure is one of the great I, movies ever. But uh, blippy shit on a man's face on camera.
0: So uh, that, facts that's pretty
2: bad. Facts. I've seen it.
0: It might be um, blippy then.
2: You know what I'm saying though, is I've never trusted that lamb chop lady. I'm just saying, I'm thinking some like N-words with har- R's are in her background. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh,
1: Jesus. That's that's dark. I mean, Lamb Chop was certainly weird. You are right. That is
0: true. I don't have any way to prove it, but somehow I just, I don't trust Captain Kangaroo. Something oh, about the mustache. Yeah. yeah. Something about that mustache says.
1: You know, dude, he was riding a snake. We all know that.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's an excellent point. Again, Captain Cash, anybody that self-applies a military title is suspect.
0: I don't know what you mean. Anyway, more <laughs> for me, Captain Cash. Don't trust it. Don't trust it at all. All right. Uh, we're going to take one more break here from our brothers in beer over uh, at Hop Nation USA. And we'll be back with the it's a rocket ship. Welcome back to the pod. You're just in time for the It's a Rocket Ship Trivia Challenge, where we're going to be talking a couple death to smoochy trivias, which I'm not going to lie, was incredibly difficult to find. There is so little out there about this, this movie.
2: I, I mean, again, I don't think there was any like behind-the-scenes drama here. I, I don't think the studio got involved. I don't think they just... They just like oh, I run they, wild.
1: Now I do think they recut some of this because really Danny DeVito was quoted as saying, like the movie was an absolute blast to make, and then they released it. So I I, I think there okay. was some tinkering that may have occurred. And then, of course, John Stewart used it as a punchline for like years on the years. Daily show. <laughs> Even when he hosted <laughs> the Oscars, he goes, Hey, it's me, the fourth male lead of Death to Smoochie. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I, again, I think this was a movie that like a lot of actors worked on and had fun doing. I, I think I, think I, I kind of interpreted that as like, hey, we were having fun. We're just too bad nobody else liked it kind of thing.
0: I liked it. One person liked it. Sure. At this, least. Two, this, two. this has a small cult following Blake, like, from what I understand. It, it's uh, fun. It, again, is it, it, like, well, it's not great, uh, but it's it's good.
2: You know, what I don't like about this is uh, when when a movie like this gets called, a hey, it's get, it's garnered a cult following. Like, uh, okay, now that 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 term gets thrown around a lot. It does. Look at a, look at a movie like The Thing or Big Trouble in Little China. I'm going to use those two John Carpenter examples. Those are literally movies that did terrible numbers at the box office, but went on because of cable and home video became classics to a whole generation and now maybe that's just more of an artifact of its time than anything and those just lucked into that i i I personally don't think that's the case but a movie like this like i don't remember death the smoochie being on tv i don't you know yeah maybe some like stoned college kids have found it and and think it's funny i just don't think it gives you cult status i mean i don't actually think
1: it's a cult status
2: uh that's what his wikipedia page says though right i mean i I mean i know what you're saying i mean that's what that's what Wikipedia says and other people, oh, Desus Moochie, it's an underrated classic, is it?
1: You know what would really fix this movie? If Sheldon Mopes was played by Jim Carrey, who could have delivered no, this, yeah. that doe-eyed Absolutely. I'm an idiot, uh, you know, a totally naive moron who is in way over his head, he would have crushed that.
2: Yeah. yeah. He's got the energy to match Robin Williams
1: Yeah.
0: in a way that Ed mean, Norton doesn't. And, and, and Carrey was offered a role on this.
2: Really?
0: Yeah, but he dropped out to the Majestic. I think he mm. he was to be he was going to be Randolph, which he also would have crushed to be fair. Which he also would have yeah. crushed. But I I yeah. don't know. I kind not of, but it works better I think for the time with Robin Williams because he was a little bit older.
1: But I think yeah, you get the sense of he's past his
0: prime. Yeah. 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 All right, let's, let's go. It's a rocket ship trivia challenge. 5 standard questions. Uh you all be playing for the original leather pink helmet that Sheldon Mopes wears as in the original smoochie costume. I'm the rhino. <laughs> oh no,
2: oh, oh no. Oh,
0: Na- Paul okay. Giamatti. Oh no. Listeners, if you're out there and you have any skill with Photoshop or any kind of video editor, if you can get me a GIF of Paul Giamatti's rhino colored pink with large googly eyes on it i will forever be in your debt so just universe i'm putting it out there somebody somebody make that combination for me
2: there's gotta be some furry graphic artist that'll take that commission i'm just saying oh that's a good point Yeah. anyway Anyway,
0: number one harvey firestein and robin williams have collaborated for the final time on death to smoochie how many times had they worked together before Is it A, 5, B, 4, C, 3, or D, 2? I'm the Rhino. That'll work. Thunderous (laughs) Wizard. I'm going to go with uh, B, 4. That is incorrect. Chumzilla. Damn
2: it. It's a rocket ship. Um, it is. um i'm gonna go with c3
0: that is also incorrect oh no! the correct answer was two mm. they've okay, only so... worked together twice yeah. and it really feels like it should have been more than that mrs doubtfire that's the one that's and it what's
1: yeah.
0: this? this oh okay i knew I mrs
1: assuming... doubtfire but i assumed I, I just was missing other ones same
0: yeah, it's one of those things where they both kind of were in each other's orbit for a long time, but they never crossed over. It's it's weird, but they're great, oh. Mrs. Doubtfire together. They're fantastic in Mrs. D- I I argue they're good here too. I like Harvey Firestein here. He's fun. All right. So nothing nothing ends uh-huh. question 2. In the original script, what was what color was Smoochie supposed to be? Is it A? pink so no change is it b blue is it c orange or is it d green i'm the rhino i i believe it's (laughs) you sure are (laughs) you are correct (laughs) thunderous wizard is on the board wow Smoochie was originally intended to be orange which always kind of struck me as funny because the color of smoochie screams barney the dinosaur right Yeah,
2: I I think the whole
1: character does.
0: You know, like, I I don't mean for sure.
2: Yeah, I'm surprised they went with the pink just because it's almost too close to the purple. I'm I'm surprised they weren't worried about getting sued.
0: Exactly. But I I guess they managed to thread that needle. Speaking of Barney the Dinosaur, uh, as we mentioned, his color pattern, is uh, Smoochie's color pattern is obviously a reference to Barney. But Barney himself was not initially a dinosaur. What animal was Barney initially conceived as being? Was it A, a lion, B, a tiger, C, a bear, or D, a fly? Oh
1: my, bears, a
2: fly. It's a rocket ship.
0: I'm giving it to Chumzilla.
2: I'm going to see a bear for the alliteration.
0: That is correct. It was, in fact, a bear. Barney the Bear. Yep. Makes a lot more sense than Barney the Dinosaur, but here we are. All right. Number four, tied on up. Sheldon says he was, a, he was born on the same day as Sesame Street premiered, November 11th, 1970. This is not correct. That is not when Sesame Street premiered. When did Sesame Street actually premiere? Was it A, November 11th, 1969, B, November 10th, 1970, C, November 10th, 1969, or D, November 11th, 1969?
1: Your stepdad is just suggesting.
0: Okay. That may be true. I'm, I'm still learning to love him. But Thunderous Wizard, your guess. Is it A? It is not A. Oh. This is kind of a tough one. You're gonna you're shooting in the dark, Can I respect that.
2: Uh yeah. So uh, farts and tarts. I'm gonna go with D. D. November 11,
0: 1969. You are not correct. The correct oh. answer was C. November 10th, 1969. Mm-hmm. Which was off by a year. Hmm. Though interestingly, uh, I believe Edward Norton was born in 69, uh, which would ha- which would have made him 22. 20- two to 20 or 23 at the time of filming which way to go dude
1: seems pretty young yeah yeah he looked young and he was a virgin which established katherine keener's characters in movies as chasing virgins
0: katherine keener gonna take her down that's that's cougar prime chasing
1: virgins and uh hypnotizing people <laughs>
0: clink, clink 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 it's great the coffee what all right uh last question it is all tied up one-to-one going in who wants that rhino helmet robin williams was nominated for a worst supporting actor razzie for his performance in this film but lost to whom a freddie prince jr for scooby-doo b hayden christensen for star wars c christopher walken for the country bears or d tom green for stealing harvard
1: i'm the rhino Thunders it's uh, wizard sadly it's our it's our buddy who hates sand hayden christensen
0: it was indeed hayden christensen and with that thunderous wizard you take this trivia challenge congratulations you'll have that rhino helmet mailed to you just as soon as i can make one steal it wait what anyway Dude, congratulations you win <laughs>
2: whatever happened to tom green uh he's around
1: still yeah i mean he never really
2: did anything right like he just kind of dropped off
1: yeah you know daddy would you like some sausage Uh,
0: yeah i mean that's uh i just feel like we weren't ready
1: for him no i no i think i think we're more than ready
0: (laughs) thunderous wizard yeah. feels as though that the 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 vibe was fu- was correct on tom green the first time we're good
2: i mean I, remember when he painted the lesbians on his parents the hood of their car you know like that was he's the chat that was pretty funny that was that was pretty funny I
0: cannot say as though i've watched a lot of tom green
1: uh the tom green show was it was this something- is the tom green show it's not the green tom show <laughs> This is my favorite show because it is my show. As we
0: sit here and talk about this, it's clear to me that Tom Green is basically the college equivalent of Rainbow Randolph.
2: A little bit. Yeah. The college radio version for sure. Like
1: every other person who got nominally famous that had a terrible show. Uh, Andy Milanakis, for example, Tom Green was in a bunch of bad movies and disappeared. Pretty much. Andy Milanakis.
2: The man show boy.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Who was actually like, oh, wow. Not a boy. Yeah, he had like
2: a
0: glandular problem or whatever. He was like 40. Cool. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to recommendations, everybody. Chumzilla, what are you into this week? All right. My recommendation this week
2: is a documentary on, you guessed it, Tubi. But this is actually really good. It's called Life After the Navigator. And it's about uh, the star, the child star of the flight of the navigator, which is a pretty, pretty bitchin' kids movie that came out in the eighties. And anyway, that kid was a Canadian uh, child actor. That was pretty much his biggest role. He was in other stuff too, before and after, but his mom decided not to move to Hollywood to continue his career. He stayed in Canada, basically turned into an addict and, and petty criminal uh, until he finally, uh, out of desperation, robbed a bank and went to like big boy prison for several years. Uh, but he's, uh, he's out and he's doing well now. So the movie, this documentary, uh, chronicles uh, his, his life and times post the movie and also brings the cast back uh, for a little meet and greet. Of course, you get interviews with them along the way too. And it's actually a really interesting uh, documentary and it's pretty cool to, to, to see how they put this thing together. So if you've seen that movie, you're a fan of it, remember as a kid, I definitely recommend checking out Life After the Navigator
0: uh, on Tubi. And that seems to horrifically dovetail with uh, this movie. So, good job? Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. There's
2: some synergy there.
0: Alright. Thunderous Wizard, what are you on? Paul Rubens,
1: also in Flight of the Navigator. So, That's all true. it does He's the the voice the voice. The computer. Yep. Yeah. My recommendation is Confess Fletch. Uh, which is currently <laughs> in theaters um, some it's hard to find is it? they they did not market this movie at all uh, you can also do theater at home which is what I did I rented it uh, because I wanted to give it my money uh, it was directed by Greg Matola, who also directed a uh, great coming-of-age comedy uh, Super Bad. he also co-wrote this movie it stars John Hamm as the titular I am Fletcher or Fletch uh, if you've seen the 80s movies with Chevy Chase, Fletch is an investigative reporter who often gets himself into pickles. It's a very well-written, snappy, funny movie. It also has uh, Paul Atreides, uh, Kyle MacLachlan in it. Uh, and, I oh, I wasn't
0: it. sure if you meant the other one.
1: No, uh, I love Heineken. Kyle MacLachlan.
2: Fuck um, that shit. Pat's Blue Ribbon.
1: Yeah, it's it's a really good movie. I'm I'm shocked they didn't market it at all. And I do think it deserves an audience. So if you're able to see it in a theater, and you're a fan of good, well-written comedies, John Slattery's in it. So it's a little reunion of uh, Mad Men folks, uh, John Hamm and John Slattery. I loved it. Didn't uh,
2: didn't John Hamm like take a pay cut to do this because he was adamant that he wanted to be
1: in it? They ran out of money with three days in filming to go, and he gave up sixty percent of his salary. And I believe Matola gave up some money too, so they could finish the movie. And it's wholly worth your time. I love well written comedies. It doesn't rely on silly gags, it relies on snappy dialogue, uh, very witty. And John Hamm's a great Fletch. Um, I don't know nice. if he's better than Chevy Chase. I think he's a little bit more realistic to the, the character as he was written in the books. And it's less uh. the Chevy Chase show. Like he seems like Fletch, whereas. With Chevy Chase is really like hey it's me I'm Chevy Chase remember I'm super funny watch how funny I am and he is but yeah
0: yeah fair enough uh, my recommendation this week is finally gonna be She-Hulk I was gonna do it eventually but honestly the last like I I was gonna like this show probably but it took until the last couple episodes where I'm like no 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 I'm fully on board with this now this is good I like this Uh, the inclusion of Madison with a Y and two N's, but it's not where you think. Okay, I loved. Fucking love that.
2: Here's the problem I have with that. There's a problem when the best part of your She Hulk show is Wong.
0: I, Wong. Wong is gonna be great in whatever he's in. I'm not gonna begrudge Wong for being great. Please, I'm
1: not talking Wong down. Wong prefers to go by Jiggle Daddy now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wongers. No, that's great. That. that stuff's great. Love that. I, I love that. And it works, it works well with the tone of the show, but I feel like they're not doing the, the she hulk character justice. I love
0: that. I love Mr. Immortals whole thing. That was fun. Very Toby yeah.
2: Kebble, very uh, uh sorcerer's apprentice there.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Toby Toby Kebble is gonna Kebble. It's just how he is. All right. Well, that is gonna be it for this week. And join us next week when we'll be beginning our hops in cosmic horror flops where we'll take a look at films that took a, a horror villain and put him in space <laughs> first up hellraiser 4 bloodlines available
2: exclusively on cinemax what the hell i, sw-
0: I wish i was sure you were gonna say 2D. me
2: i i was ready to I thought it was on Tubi but like literally all the other sequels are on Tubi except for this one. It's on Skinamax, which I didn't know was still a thing.
0: I also my my big question, isn't Hellraiser in Space just Event Horizon? We've done this, right?
2: Right. This is just the deleted scenes from
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, just like the blood orgy. It's, yeah. it's a
2: reinterpretation of the uh-huh. orgy. Yeah. A blood orgy. Yeah. Reimagined blood orgy. Like it's the Wiz. To re-imagine.
0: Terrific. Well, we'll see you guys back here for that, I guess.